Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It is Niall Boylan with you right here at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Now, before I go any further, I can say a big thank you, by the way, to everybody, and I mean everybody who listens to Ireland's Classic Hits. You've made us bigger Bigger and bigger and better than we've ever been before. We have now experienced, according to Jane Lore, who are the people who get knocking on doors saying, what radio station do you listen to? We have more listeners now than we've ever had before. And thank you to every single one of you. Yesterday again, of course, I got the slap on the back from the boss. Well done, Niall, you're up again. And we've continuously gone up on this show, as well as all the other shows here in Classic Hits. So thank you very, very much to everybody who's tuning in, telling a friend. So don't forget, by the way, tell a friend you listen to Ireland's Classic Hits. Now, of course, one of the reasons why Classic Hits became popular uh, throughout the years was because from the very start, when we were originally called 4FM, if you remember back that far ago, of course, uh, one of the DJs on it was a gentleman, probably not known to many of you at all, actually. He's not famous at all, not even known to most of you. Uh, Gareth O'Callaghan. Love the show, Gareth. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Wasn't that always the line, wasn't it? Love the that's show. Just, Love the show, right, Gareth. Yeah. Love the show. Yeah, it, it has become associated with the radio show. Love the show. Love the Love show. Love the show. Now, before we get into your radio career, and I want to know about it, and everybody wants to know about your radio career, because it's been a long one. Probably one of the longest ones yeah. in the industry, to be Having honest with you. a few hours. Yeah, do, do you want to put your walking stick back yeah. over there? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, the reason, of course, you left us yeah. uh, some time ago, it's, it's what, four years ago now, is it? Three and a half. Yeah, nearly four yeah. years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is because, of course, at the time you were diagnosed with multiple system atrophy. And explain that to people who don't understand it directly, because, of course, we've watched Charlie Bird on TV. There's a bit of a difference, of course, to what Charlie has. Big difference. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot more aggressive. Yeah. But you were diagnosed and your doctor had told you that you may have had it from a couple of years previous. You just hadn't been diagnosed. And I remember the starting point for you. And maybe we can start from that point. You told me here one day when we were working together that you were having, making yourself a cup of tea and you dropped the cup out of your hand and you, be, you thought, I'm just getting old and getting clumsy. Yeah. And that was the kind of start for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I scalded my foot. I remember that. Yeah. And I had literally just filled the cup with boiling water and I was putting coffee into it and I lifted it. And it was almost like as if I hadn't, hadn't been holding it. My, my, my hand literally just collapsed. Okay, like there's no power in it. Yeah, and, but instantaneously, I, I kind of squeezed my hand and my hand was okay again. And, and the, the place was covered in coffee. And then about two weeks later, the big couch inside the main door, uh, I fell over that. Even though I knew where it was, I, I walked straight in and collapsed straight over it. Then I fell out of the bath getting out of the shower one day. And then there, there were other incidents. I was beginning to get these tingles. You hit your head off a, a sign one day, too. Did you, did. you came in here with a big bandage on I your did, head. Yeah, yeah, I was actually going for a train and uh, I, I was going to meet my then-girlfriend, who's now my wife. Congratulations. We'll get that in a minute. Hey, Paula. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, I was on my way up the hill to the railway station and I, I walked straight into the, the road sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and ended up getting about 10 stitches in the emergency department. So things were just happening. So you decided to go yeah. up, pop off to the hospital, yeah. get this checked out. Went to the doctor, went to my GP, terrified. Uh, uh, Paula reckoned it was just anxiety. She said, you're under a lot of uh, stress. Uh, working six days a week, financial pressures, generally things that keep you awake at night. And that rumination that things are getting worse and worse. So what I didn't realise was that this was actually an illness I had but I had put it down to anxiety. Um, and I don't want to worry people who are anxious today. You don't have some terrible illness. Um, 
But I went to the doctor because it just began to affect my feet and my hands and I was having these ferocious hot sweats on a cold night. Uh, things like that, bizarre things. So I went to the doctor, he did a clinical examination and uh, he looked at his computer after about half an hour and I said, I think I've got Parkinson's. And he said, why? I said, well, it's affecting... Google told me so. Yeah, that's it, Dr. Yeah. Google, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said, no, you don't have Parkinson's. You don't have motor neuron disease. You don't have uh, these transient, transient ischemic uh, incidents. These are tiny little strokes that many people get that sometimes they don't even notice that they're having them. Uh, he said, you don't have MS. So I said, well, what do I have? He says, I'm not a neurologist. He said, for most of us, there are probably five recognisable neurological diseases like uh, motor neuron disease, Parkinson's, um, Huntington's, um, MS. But I was never aware of the fact that there's about 25 others mm. and they're just so rare and they're all under the same kind of umbrella. Yeah. Well, course. they're all in yeah. the brain. It's, yeah. a, it's some part of the brain that becomes... So affected. this particular one, and I don't want to jump too yeah. far in the story because I want to get into your radio career in a second yeah. as well, but I was looking this up and the average lifespan when you've been diagnosed, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm sure you've been told this a million times, is seven to ten years. Yeah. And within three to four years, you know, it can become quite debilitating. Yeah, you're usually in a wheelchair. Uh, you usually need 24-hour help. So... I mean, you're defying science to some degree at the moment because you were worried when you left here. You said, I better go because the doctor told me the first thing that's going to go is my voice. Your voice is sounding great. Yeah, my voice is very good. My voice yeah. is it's as good, no, perhaps not as good as it was. It gets tired in the evening, it gets tired mm -hmm. in the morning. Yeah. But I think Charlie Bird, um, and hello, Charlie, because I know Charlie's also listening today. Charlie, Charlie's voice terrified everybody who has a neurological illness where voices become affected. And I remember seeing him on The Late Late Show and crying uh, because I remember thinking, I'm, I'm so lucky. Mm. My voice is not like that. My legs aren't good, but that's OK. I, and do I, you feel faint when you stand up and yeah, all those I'm usual not, symptoms? In the morning, it takes me about 15 minutes to get dressed, takes about 20 minutes just to readjust. OK. Uh, can't sleep well at night, find it very difficult to turn over in bed. But you're handling it well. Yeah. I mean, because I've been looking yeah. at some of your tweets and some of your Facebook messages yeah. over the last couple of years and, you know, we've chatted and stuff and you're handling it really well. Yeah. yeah. And here you are, back, you're starting back with your new show on Saturday morning here in Ireland's class. I guess the Gareth O'Callaghan show is back. But let's take us back to little Gareth O'Callaghan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, little Gareth O'Callaghan. I mean, what made little Gareth O'Callaghan want to be a radio DJ? Uh, it, it was... It was listening to Radio Luxembourg when people like Peter Powell um, and Benny Brown and Kid Jensen were all the big stars. Mm -hmm. And you'd listen to that, uh, the great 208 on medium wave, ask mm -hmm. your parents. Yeah. <laughs> or long wave, ask your parents. <laughs> ask your grandparents. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was, it, I just thought, these guys are having so much fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people I see who have good jobs they look terribly bored and they look terribly stressed and anxious. Whereas 
These guys were jumping out of your radio every night saying it's 25 minutes to one in the morning. I hope you're having a great night wherever you are. And you either love them or you hated them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah I mean, some people would say, Kid Jensen, go back to America. We're sick listening to you. Yeah. But, but people yeah. loved them. These guys were so popular. They were so did stars. you want to be, did you love music? Yeah. Or did you just like the idea of being behind the microphone and everybody listen to what you had to say? Because you're a great talker. Yeah. <laughs> you never shut up. That's right. But all of my bosses have told me that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I wanted to be behind the microphone. I wanted to either sing in a band or I wanted to be behind the microphone and have my own radio show. So I felt right. It's it's much less expensive to have your own radio show and it's much more realistic. Yeah. Um, and you don't have all the hassle of, you know, your manager and the, the drummer and the backing singers. Amplifiers and yeah. instruments yeah. and drums and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So um, I remember in 1979, um I was in a, a little record shop in Marles, Marles, Marlborough Street called Dolphin Discs. I remember well, yes. Yeah, and I, I, a guy in there... He, it was on the corner beside Barney's. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, a guy called Ken Hutchinson. He took his name from the guy out of uh, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, Ken okay. Hutch. Ken, he was a super smooth talker. And I recognised his voice from Radio Dublin. He used to do a solo Which was one of the old pirate radio on, stations. On Saturday and Sundays. And yeah. I was chatting away to him and he says... he. You know, you've, pre- you've got a pretty good voice for radio. And I said, do you think so? He says, yeah, well, why don't you drop me in a little demo tape? Uh, seven or eight minutes, you reading the weather, doing a bit of traffic, saying hello to a few people. So uh, I said, great. Uh, what, wh- what do I need? He said, just get a record player. Hold the microphone <laughs> up to <laughs> your voice. Yeah. Press and play on, and record yeah. and hope for the so best. It was absolutely crap, you know, and I never thought I'd hear anything again. But he gave you a job. Ken rang me and he said, you're starting on Saturday night. <laughs> this was Thursday. <laughs> okay, jumping forward in time, of course, that was the first gig. You you worked on some of the big super pirates. People will remember the yeah. super pirates before the licensing authority got involved in radio. Eventually, because we were kind of stuck with RTE at the time, you had, you know, the original Sun. Sunshine Radio, Radio Nova, the original Radio Nova, of course, with the Super Pirates, yeah. uh, and you had Energy and the original Q102. You worked on these. I did, yeah. They were all the Dublin stations. Then you had things like ERI and South, uh, Southern, I think it was Radio South. Was it? You had Radio West in Galway. These little pirate stations mushrooming everywhere, but, but Dublin was where everybody wanted to come who wanted to be a DJ. And I dropped a cassette in one evening to the original... Radio Nova, which was 88 FM. There was a, an English guy smoking a, sec, a cigarette on the top step of the, of the, the, the up to the main door. And I, I said, I'm looking for Chris Carey. He says, why? I said, because I, I have a cassette tape here. He says, is it any good? I said, I don't know. He says, well, if you don't know, he says, I don't want you working here. He <laughs> said, I'll start, I'll ask that question again. Is it any good? I said, this is the best the tape, tape you are have. ever going to listen to. <laughs> so he rang me the next morning and he said, come on in. So that was Chris Carey, who no. eventually, after Nova closed, went to jail and sadly passed away, uh, yes. go back a few years ago, That's but right. went to jail because he was uh, fraudulently making sky cards. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and became, uh, this yeah. is how clever this guy is, became a trustee in the jail, a trustee gardener, I believe, yeah. and then escaped at one point. Yes, he, he was actually, he walked out the gate of prison <laughs> carrying two flower pots. <laughs> okay, of course, from the, from the pirates you moved on, everybody will remember you, with the original Millennium Radio, which didn't last very long. No. 
Unfortunately. Because it was just a year. It was the, the millennium yeah. year of Dublin Celebration. But there was a plan to continue that radio station, yeah. but it just didn't have the finances to do it. That's right. So uh, that ended up going pear-shaped. You moved then, when the, uh, you know, the newly relaunched 2FM. That's right. Yeah. And that and that's where the Gareth O'Callaghan in the afternoon started, and that's what you're, I suppose, most famous for, isn't it? Yeah, that started in, in 19... When I joined in 1989, my ratings were so bad, my boss said to me, you will be the shortest-lived DJ on, on RTE radio. He said, unless you do something, he said, do something, you're losing your job within the next three months. But then, see, the problem was that there was a, a sort of a very conventional outlook among a lot of producers and management in RT at mm. that stage. So they didn't want anything mad or zany or anything unpredictable. So, but did you intentionally go down that route, the kind of Steve Wright type yes. route of the BBC? You intentionally went down that route? I went down that route. I, I, got a, I, I was given a producer, a wonderful guy called Ian Win- Wilson, uh, who uh, was one of the men who actually played the very first cassette tape from U2 and basically put the band, the, the name of the band on, you know, on history. Um, and I said to Ian, Ian said to me, he says, um, I've just been told, he says, things aren't looking good for you and I'm your new producer. I said, oh, well, right, OK. So he says, tell you what, do what you want to do because you're going to get fired anyway. <laughs> so I said, OK, yeah, right. It's a good start. It's so, always a very yeah. positive start. So Jerry, Jerry, it was Jerry Ryan who said to me in the little radio sort of canteen one day, he said, I hear things aren't good for you. And I said, everyone's telling me that. <laughs> he said... But you came in here from the Pirates. You were mad on the Pirates. You had all these characters and everybody clapping and all of these people shouting. And, like, every song was a banging hit. And he said, now you're in here, you sound like you're reading funeral notices. He says, be mad. So... I said, but what happens if they don't like me being mad? He says, well, you're going to get sacked anyway. <laughs> so, so You might so. as well go and do it. So you start doing all the funny phone calls. Yeah. And I remember, I remember <laughs> when I was young listening to, and one of them sticks in my mind, where you rang a guy. Now, I don't know what happened with this one, right? Yeah. But I, I think you know the one I got to mention. Yeah. So you rang this guy and told him that he had been, you were a doctor, and he'd been for an operation in a hospital. <laughs> and unfortunately, you asked him, how do you feel? And he kept saying, I feel fine. Do you have a little bit of a pain in your side? No. We left a scalpel inside you. That's right, yeah. And the guy started getting really upset. Do you he, remember that? He started crying. He was actually asking, he says, will this kill me? <laughs> and, and, and I said, no, no, it won't kill you, but we'll have to <laughs> operate on you again. <laughs> so, but some of the funny phone calls, and we don't do funny phone calls in no. radio at all uh, since the Australian situation, go back two years ago. But, oh, they were, oh. but they were great at the time. Yeah, they were. Like ringing the guy and saying, uh, we've just taken all the slates off the front of the house. Do you want them taken off the back of the roof as well? And he said, it's meant to be the guy next door is getting the slates done. And, and then the guy who had all of his teeth removed because he was having them replaced with dentures mm-hmm. and implants. And some of them are hilarious. Some of them won't get away anymore because yeah. people get offended so easily as well. But they yeah. were so funny at the time. I think another one you rang up, I think it was a, a hearing aid shop. Yeah. Or oh, was it a glasses shop? I can't remember. It, it but was yeah. a hearing aid And shop, the guy yeah. kept saying, um, so what's your address? Half past two. <laughs> it was just like a funny, this is bizarre comedy, and it was hilarious. And yeah. look, the show went bonkers, the ratings went bonkers. People loved you. They loved the letters that you used to read out, the dear Gareth letters, you know, with the softly, softly music in the background. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they just loved every bit of it. Yeah, and then something happened in July 1992. I was on my way into work one morning about half ten. Now we'd we'd go in very early because, like, there were two or three people who worked on the show with me. And we would be there till seven or eight in the evening putting these ideas together. 
And there was a, a little baldy bloke sitting in the corner of reception and Laura, one of the receptionists, says, Gareth, there's a gentleman sitting over there waiting to see you since nine o'clock. So I walked over to him and I said, hello. He says, how are you? I'm Brendan O'Carroll. Uh, I said, oh, you're the blue comedian, aren't you? And he says, that's me. Because yeah, he told dirty jokes in pubs at the yes, time. Yeah. Right, yeah. So he says, I have a cassette tape here, he said. It's the greatest cassette tape you will ever listen to. And I thought back to Chris Carey. Yeah. And <laughs> I've heard this line before. And he he yeah. says, this will make you laugh till you cry. It's, for a, it's a pilot for a new radio soap opera called Mrs. Brown's Boys. And see, very few people remember that Mrs. Yeah. Brown's Boys, who's now one of the most popular TV shows, the biggest TV show probably on the BBC now, mm. started off as a radio drama stroke play with you as an actor in it at my times That's as well right, yeah. uh, on your show yeah. on 2FM yeah well, okay. I, well, what I said to him was I said listen Brendan I, I've got to run into a meeting stay where you are I'll get you a cup of tea and I'll come back out and talk to you half past six that evening I'd forgotten completely about him and I came out and the security guard said there's a little baldy bloke still waiting to see you there <laughs> so he, he was furious he stood up and he says he says if you don't listen to my effing tape I'll burn your car <laughs> so I said come on we go out and listen to it and that was it and uh, Mrs Brown's boys was born absolutely well look I, I'm going to come to Classic Hits in a second Ireland's Classic Hits when you finished up on 2FM and you went to Galway Bay and then you came over here uh, but of a lot of callers by the way if you want to send a WhatsApp voicemail you can on 87 or if you want to give us a quick call uh, you're quite welcome to Gareth O'Callaghan is starting back on Ireland's Classic Hits this Saturday for the Gareth O'Callaghan show this Saturday morning Geraldine you're on Ireland's Classic Hits how are you? I'm good mate how are you? Good nice to talk to you say hello to Gareth Hi, Gareth. Great to be back on the radio. Oh, That's thank delightful. you. Thank you so much. Where are you? I'm in County Waterford in a place called Ballon Calvary. Okay, and are, are you on a free, um, one of these, what they used to call them, um, hands-free? Says, says hands, oh, you're not driving around like that, Charlie, now you know, no. Okay. You're, you're looking to get me a toss. Oh, that's so much clearer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had the phone upside down for me. I'm looking Mountains now at the moment. <gasps> so, Charlie, tell us the story about how you discovered Gareth O'Callaghan. All right. Well, I was always listening to Garrett before on previous radio stations that we could, you know, I just loved, I loved listening to you, Garrett. I said, you're brilliant and still do. But anyway, we were in uh, Dublin one day, the family, uh, myself, and as I do, I'm always switching the radio stations over to get the best music. And next thing I heard his voice on the radio, well, I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. So I kept going on to my husband. <laughs> so um, we didn't have Was any, your husband getting a bit jealous we, at that stage, was he? Because yeah, you, you were... <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have, uh, we couldn't get classic kids down here where I live, you know. So I was going on and on and on about it. So he bought me an internet radio that Christmas for a present. Oh. And since then, I'm listening to Classic Hits. And I'm just thrilled that you're coming back. I couldn't believe it the other day when I heard the news. I, know, <laughs> well, I couldn't believe it when they rang me last October. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, of so course, I've been following you on Facebook as well, Gareth. Oh, like, thank you. The last couple of years. So I just wish you all the best. Thank you, Geraldine. Yeah. All right, Jerry, and thanks very Thank much you. indeed. By the way, loads of WhatsApp messages coming in too. I'll get Ashley to put them up for me in a second and we'll read them out as well. So, you finished in 2FM what year? Uh, 2005. Went to Galway Bay FM. Yeah. In Galway. Did you like living in Galway? I loved Galway. Um, Galway's... Galway's I, said, I said that sounding with cynicism, by the way. That wasn't meant to sound no, like that. There's, there's, uh, like, there's nothing you can fault about Galway. In fact, it's such a beautifully... Uh, now, it, it, it was obviously built sometime back in the 800s. And a lot of the original walls and a lot of the original streets are still mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But you can walk from one side of Galway City to the other in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's a wonderful place. So that's your and second home, essentially. Yeah. Well, West Cork would be my second home now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we just bought a big mansion down there. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, we love West Cork, but we... I we're, still... we're, it's Irish radio we're dealing with here, yeah, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, this is not the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be buying any mansions. No, that's very true, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then you moved to Ireland's Classic Hits in 2000. You were here just before me. 2009. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I'm nearly a veteran here now at this stage. Actually, technically speaking, because you were gone for three and a half years, I'm probably here longer than you. Yeah, well, I'll agree with that. <laughs> so you started when they opened up as 4FM initially. 4FM. Yeah, you all yeah, had these fancy yeah. suits on you. Yeah, we what had, was that all about? Well, it was, it was, a, it was a, a radio station that was set up originally to compete with RTE Radio 1, which we pr- quickly found out we couldn't do that. Mm. And principally because we didn't have the, the budget to promote the station, principally because we didn't have the... the the technical whereabouts of, of something on the scene reporters and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. reporters in every county in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it evolved from that major changes uh, the, 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 the original radio station lost a huge amount of money so obviously it had to change into a, a new style and that was where we began to introduce music mm. and then it became even more of a classic hit station where uh, the classic hits Became the, the focus predominant of the feature, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, and and here we are now with um, record numbers. We have huge. the highest ratings that we've had since the station opened. I just got a text on today. the trend, yeah, and it's brilliant. Yeah. It really is brilliant. Yeah. So you're joining just at the right time. So you can take all the grandeur for it. That's <laughs> <laughs> and it's still a bit more of the mountain to climb. You know? Absolutely. So, what are you looking forward to most on Saturday? I mean, getting back behind the microphone again, even for you sitting there today, does it feel a little bit strange? Uh, it it does a bit, but on, on what I'm looking forward to, I think, coming in, making a cup of coffee, locking the studio door, uh, and sitting down and just um, enjoying the four hours. I'm only joking about the studio door, but just enjoying being back. Yeah. I mean, even even looking at the screens here, it it makes me so nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, it really does, uh, and I've really missed it. And I'm I never thought I would get back. Um, I mean, there's one thing that I, I need to ask you because, unfortunately, you know what you have is terminal. Yeah. And it is going to take you, sadly, at some it point. Is, yeah. And a lot of people would say, oh, I'd like to sit there with my feet up for the rest of time. What makes you want to come back to work? Because essentially that's what you're doing, you're coming back to work. Is it because radio has not worked to you? It's just a passion. It's in my blood, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and when I hear you, if, like if we're out in the car or if I'm on the train and I'm listening to, to the station, uh, like uh, on the app, I, I say, I want to be there. I want to be, I want to be there. I want to, I just, I, I'd be happy even with, you know, a weekend show. Are you telling me over the last three and a half years you've been listening to me? I have. Oh, that's good. I have, I've been recording some of your shows as well. Oh, no, put him down as a listener, Ashling, as well. Will you just contact Jane <laughs> Lord there? Gareth O'Callaghan listens to it. That's one. another one on top of the 321,000. Yeah. So it was in the blood. Uh, and um, then last October, um, the, the boss called me and he said, uh, how are you doing? How's the health? And I said, yeah, it's, it's holding up. Um, I'm kind of going a bit mad, though. And he says, are you really? Would you like to come back? And I said... Yes, I will. The next train is in half an hour. I'll see you in Dublin. <laughs> well, look, people o'clock. are sending in their well wishes and their good messages. Yeah. I, could, I have never seen so many WhatsApps and texts coming in, by the way, and, and messages too, by the way. Hi, Noel. Uh, absolutely delighted to hear Garrett O'Callaghan back on the, back on the radio. Um, as he just mentioned there, he introduced us to Mrs. Brown's boys on the radio. I used to love it. Half four. I used to live for it. Um, but uh, I kind of want to hear about Chris Carey now. What's his story? He sound, <laughs> sounds like a brilliant story. It was, it was a great story. I am so, so happy Garth is coming back. Oh, my God. I'm just over the moon. 
Gareth, I love you and I'm delighted you're well and looking forward to the show on Saturday. Oh, oh that's you. really nice. She, she actually sounds like she's starting to well up a little bit as well there. Yeah. Okay, have a listen to another one here. Good evening, guys. Mick the Taxi Man and good uh, evening. Mick. Gareth, welcome back. Thank you. I listened to you many, many, many years ago, as you said, Mrs. Brown's boys. Um, I actually bought the cassette tapes. I still have them, I think, somewhere. The cassette tapes of Mrs. Brown's. Will you? Will I still have them, and I tell you, look how, look how big it's gone since then. But uh, welcome back, and I will be listening Saturday. I'll be out walking Saturday in the taxi, Great. and I'll definitely have you on, Gareth. So welcome back. Thank you, mate. Uh, all of Dublin City, anyway, yeah? Oh, thank you, mate. yourself. There's thank some great so messages much. coming in. I, yeah. I, could, I could just keep playing these all day, by the way. Yeah. Everybody is absolutely delighted, of course, that you're you're back again. And that, they're looking tape, forward to it. That by the way, is worth a fortune yeah. that Mick has. Um, and Mick, if, if you can find it, um, we'd love to just copy a few, just a few little bits, just to remind ourselves of how good it was back in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think it's well worth a, a spin, as they say. I'm looking at another one here. Gareth, welcome back. I'm glad you're back now. We won't have to listen only for Nile. <laughs> Love the show. Oh, thank you. And Gareth, now, so what's the plan Saturday morning? Um, okay, so people want to tune in. Um, what do they expect and what are you looking for them? Because you want to get them involved in the show, of course. Yeah, well, obviously the whole, the whole, the, 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 I suppose the whole, uh, what would you say, foundation of the show is, is the music. And that's what we're, we're, we've got some great songs lined up for Saturday that would reflect um Probably some of the last weeks that I did all of those years ago that that became, I suppose, synonymous with the radio show. They were old songs, but they were songs that people remember from the old pirates that eventually became our classic hits. So there's lots of them. And also, here's a question. Um, one of a kind. This is a feature that we're, we're going to do over the next few weeks. If there was a song that stands out in your mind for something, Niall, that... You look back and you think, God, I would love just to be there again for a day. If there was something that I could just, if I could be whisked back because it was one of the happiest moments of my life, what song would would, would react this to is, but See, this is going to surprise you, right? Yeah. Because I'm a big Pink Floyd fan, big Queen fan. I'm not going to say any of those things. Okay. And a song that always has a great memory in my life and a time in my life, not because of any particular reason, because of the time I was, was Janice in 17. And oh, yeah. And it was because I used to go to the Grove. And I remember going to the Grove and Janicean 17 would come on and you go around like a typical bloke at 16 years of age. Are you dancing? Are you dancing? <laughs> and I can remember that. And I can yeah. remember all the people that I would have asked. Or I can remember all the, the blokes I used to be hanging around with at the time. And it was just that song, Janicean at 17. Beautiful song, yeah. And it's a, it is a beautiful song. Yeah. But it, it just brings back. And I think everybody has songs that, you know, bring back moments in their life. They remember moments in their life. And that's the great thing about Ireland's classic hits, yeah, of course. Yeah. And what you'll be doing Saturday morning, yeah. you're playing songs that take people back to a time in their life. That's right. You kissed Cindy Lauper, isn't I true? did, yeah. Many, wow. many years ago. Oh, yeah, when I was living right. in America at the time. Yeah, yeah. Showing your true colours now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Gareth, 10 to 2, ten, Saturday morning. The yeah, Gareth O'Callaghan Show is back. He's excited. He's in full, <laughs> full voice. <laughs> God only knows what he'll do. Is that it? Wow. You're kicking me out now, yeah? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, I I says that my agent said I'd be on till two. (laughs) (laughs) Gareth, it's lovely to see you again. And and I could read out, I have so many text messages coming in here, by the way. Well, we've another half an hour. (laughs) Karen, by the way, says, hi, Niall. I always remember Gareth saying, if you don't look up, you won't see the sunshine. That's right, yeah. Was that one of your sayings? That's very true, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, a friend of mine who's an Aer Lingus pilot, uh, he always says, the, one, the main reason I love my job is that the sun is always shining above the clouds. Here's another message for you. Noel, Gart is a is lot better than you and I can't wait to see him <laughs> Saturday. I can't get over the moon, oh. uh, Noel. All right, there you go. <laughs> You're a lot better than me. Yeah. I, I have some other ones here I can play for you here as well. Hold yeah, on. Thank you. Well, yeah. for some reason, that doesn't want to play. I've known your message now. Um, it's, it's Melissa from Donabate. Oh, um, Melissa, how are you? Big listener to Classic Hits. I'm feeling quite emotional hearing uh, hearing Garrett's voice back on the radio. Unfortunately, I'm working on Saturday, so I won't hear the show, but I will the following week, oh. and I'm really looking forward to it. It's great to have you back, and it's great to hear you doing so well. Thanks, Melissa. Best of luck. Thank you. And people just wonderful. I have two more messages here. I'll play them before you go. Hold on, let's play them again. Uh, hi now, I'm so glad to hear Gareth is back. Just listen to him for years. Love his voice. Just love everything about him. He's great, and I'm so glad he's doing well. Hi, Gareth. Hi. Bye. There you go, Gareth. Thank you. Welcome back, Gareth. Thank and, you. And the, the text messages I could be reading them out here all day, but they're all saying the same thing. They cannot wait to listen to you between ten and ten two o'clock. this Saturday uh, morning, the Gareth Cannon Show. That's right. And we'll have all the the, the WhatsApps and uh... oh, by the way, the email. If you want to get in touch by email, it's Gareth at classichits.ie G-A-R-E-T-H not the other fella the singer who? oh Garth Garth yeah, yeah. it's G-A-R-E-T-H at classichits.ie Garth lovely talking to you we'll, have a, we'll have a cup of tea in a minute great love the show I thought there was a bit of a novelty factor here I, you know and I actually felt bad kicking Gareth or Callahan out of the studio <laughs> because you're all texting in saying leave him there yeah well, I mean I can leave you here all day if you like Garth well, I, I've, I've nothing else to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Gareth's going to hang around with me for the next 20 minutes because I want you to take a listen. You take a listen to this as well, Gareth, all right? It's a dilemma, right? Right. I recently started dating a bloke and I've got to the stage where I am sleeping over in his house. All was going well until the last time I stayed over. He has a gorgeous dog who I adore. I'm a dog person, but he lets the dog sleep in the bed with him at night. We were <laughs> we were in bed when all of a sudden the dog opened the door and walked into the room and jumped up on the bed. I was startled and kind of went to swoosh the dog off the bed when the guy I'm seeing asked me, what was I doing? <laughs> he told me that his dog sleeps in the bed with him all the time and that I should just get used to it. I told him I wasn't comfortable with the dog in the bed with me. Uh, this isn't a little dog, Nile. He's a mix between a German Shepherd and something else. Oh, God. He was quite taken back uh, that I wasn't having the dog, or having a dog that licks his own urine in the bed beside me while I was asleep. Uh, what is it with people letting pets sleep in the bed with them? Am I being unreasonable to not want to sleep beside the dog? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the I, bit about licking his own urine. <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah, I have to be careful answering this because our dog sleeps in our bed too. Now fact. under the covers. Yeah, and in fact uh, my wife went out and bought a, Hi, a, a little three-step ladder up the side of the bed for the dog. We forgot to mention, actually, during our little interview, just to tell people, in case they didn't know, since the last time we saw you in Ireland's Classic Kids, congratulations, because you got married. We got married, yeah, we did indeed. 2020, uh, just... In fact, we were able to have our wedding reception with 50 people. I think it was 50, maximum 50, 
uh, the day before the new legislation came in that pushed back to about 10, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, no, congratulations to no, you and you. Paula. Thank you. And thank you. I've seen pictures of the two. I've met Paula on numerous occasions, wonderful person, and you look like a lovely couple. You're made for each other. She's beautiful. I've been told I'm playing way above my pitch here. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think both, both me and you are punching above <laughs> our weight, Gareth. Let's be clear. Yeah. Okay, let me go. But I want you to text her WhatsApp in because a new survey found that one in three owners will let their pets sleep in their bed every single night. And I want to get your thoughts. Would you let your dog or your cat, for that matter, sleep in the bed with you? Remember that, as this person points out, they do lick their own urine every now and again. Uh, the number is 87 You can text or WhatsApp. Uh, Catherine Woods is a dog behavioural expert. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million for having me on. Catherine, I mean, I mean, one in three people let their dogs into the bed. Fantastic, isn't it? Better than leaving them outside in the cold for lunatics that shouldn't have dogs. Oh, I know. Dogs I know, I know. I would never leave a dog outside in the cold. We're actually, just, we're actually trying to change the law. You know, I'm a volunteer at Husky Rescue Ireland and we're currently drawing up a petition to ban leaving dogs out in the cold and that will go a long way towards getting dogs into people's beds, which I think is their own business if they want the dog in the bed. Yeah. Mine are two, two of mine are on my bed at the moment. I'm hoovering up dog hairs before I work. Um, but at night they do, one comes up in the bed, he goes down, another one comes up, they go down. But they have fabulous comfy dog beds in my bedroom and that's where they sleep. But if someone wants the dog on their bed and a couple are falling out over it, I think it's a disaster to start with. I think they should split up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it's no a great, it's a great form of contraception. That's for sure, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to have kids. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? You know? But it, Catherine, it's a bit awkward if you want to, you know, if you want to have a little fun time. Oh, well, look, look, <laughs> and the dog look, is looking at you. This is why I mentioned the, the fabulous comfy beds. I mean, my, my dogs have actual beds. On top of the beds, they have uh, duvets, double duvets, and then they have fluffy blankets and all their teddies and toys. So they're very comfortable in their beds. Yeah. I have no problem with them lying on the bed with me, is but it, not the four of them. Is it a bit unhygienic? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not no, against the idea, but no, some people I'm are... Not, Honestly, I've met smellier people than my dogs, to be honest. <laughs> I work for myself with people and I've met smellier people, and that's a fact. Can I tell you a true story? You go for yeah. it, Gareth. Tell us uh, a true story. A, a, a friends of mine years and years ago, um, and they uh, eventually got to the stage where they moved in together, and um, he stayed at her place for the first time, and they arrived home that night, and she said, Look, you're going to move in next week, so you might as well stay for the evening. So uh, he was aware that she had a German shepherd. But anyway, after the few drinks, German Shepherd was happy sleeping downstairs. They went upstairs, uh, turned off the light, got naked, got into bed together. And, you know, they were basically making love very passionately. And he, <laughs> You're he, going into this in great detail, aren't you? He, and he said, oh, he says, that's, oh, that's really good. What are you doing? And she says, that's Barney. He's licking your backside. <laughs> Oh, why not? Why not? Let Barney lick his backside. He could lick worse, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so is it okay? Do you encourage people to let their Barneys in the bed? Oh, I would. Yeah. I would say. You know, there's so many. I'm, I was on a radio show recently where this lunatic came on. He was actually proud of the fact that his poor 10-year-old, so a 77-year-old dog, slept out in the shed out the back. You know, and I said to him, why don't you sleep in the shed? Get your dog, you know, into the kitchen. We shamed him on live radio. Mm-hmm. He was proud of the fact that, he, you know, his dog slept out. I said, what use is your dog out the back in the cold? When the dog is in your bed and in your home, dog will protect you with a slice if someone tries to break in the front door or the back. Is, you it, know? is it cruel to leave a dog outside? 
Oh, it's absolutely, as I said, Husky Rescue Ireland are currently drawing up a petition. We will get it banned. We will bring this to the Department of Agriculture. We will get it banned. And then we can prosecute these lunatics that shouldn't have a dog. Yeah, well, stay there for a second because Sarah, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Sarah? Have you got a dog, Sarah? I have a lovely dog and I have a lovely cat. Okay, and where do they sleep? Well, my lovely dog, Bouncer, sleeps with me. So, Bouncer, so you and Bouncer are bedmates? <laughs> And my lovely husband sleeps in the other room. That sounds good. And, and, and do you know what? My, I think my dog actually gets annoyed because I snore like. Right. You know, I, you know, I'd be in the bed and I'd hear him jumping up off the bed. Because he gets a fright, is it, that you're snoring? I think that could be the, yeah, that'd be the case. Right, and does he snore? As well. Does Bouncer snore? No, does Bouncer not snore, No. Oh, Jesus, no. He'd get to, like, like, last night now when I got into bed and wherever, right? I'm in the bed and he's down the end of the bed. So I'm there with the lights out and I go, come on, Belter, come on. And I'd lift the covers up and then he'd run up the top of the bed and then he'd get under the covers and then he'd go down the end of my feet. <laughs> and he's happy there. And then when he gets a bit warm... Are we still talking about Belter, your husband? Are we still talking about Belter, your husband? Which are we talking I about? I my husband... Like, well, he works on radio, so he had to get up. He was on an early morning show. So he had to get up while he'd sleep in the other room. And anyway, he, he works in, he works in radio. He does, yeah. Right. On an early he morning show. All oh, right. Sorry? Right. And in the early show, if you're not Ian Dempsey's missus, my initial. No, okay. no, you better believe I'm not his missus. <laughs> well, we're, anyway. we're narrowing it down now. No, but seriously, like, and he doesn't, he just absolutely hates it. Like, you know, don't be having to, when if when we are actually in bed together, there's no way. Right. But, and you know what? I do hear poor Bouncer down scratching at the door. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Saying, like, As where you would. Are you? Yeah. But the husband does say to me, I'm confusing that dog. That dog, the dog doesn't know whether he's coming or going. And you know? by the way, so, would, you, would you agree with a law not allowing people to leave their dogs out the back garden? Oh, Jesus. I don't know about that now, like... Would you ever leave Bouncer outside? Not a hope in hell. No. No, but Paul would. Oh, right. okay, he'd leave him outside. Hang on for a second. That's okay to put the dog outside for an hour or two to get a bit of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, sure I'm I sure Catherine it. wouldn't disagree. Catherine, you wouldn't disagree no, with no, that. No. no, what I'm talking about is people who are proud that their dog sleeps out the back. Like today, I've just been out with two of my dogs. I have four rescue dogs from Monkey Rescue Ireland and I've been out with two of them and it's freezing. Now, it's going to drop to like minus three or four tonight. Imagine leaving a living being out in that cold. Why would you yeah, have I a dog if you want to go the fire? And so if we, yeah, we bring in law... Husky Rescue will lead the way. We're going to bring in a petition. Once we have this petition in the government sanction some kind of new law, then animal welfare in Ireland will improve because we'll be able to prosecute these lunatics that leave their dogs out in the cold in a shed overnight. Why yeah. have a dog? I know. It's a lunatic. I don't they shouldn't have a dog. They shouldn't have any living uh, pet. They're not fit to well, own a dog. No, you do hear the dogs now where I live, you know, when oh, they're out all night. And it's a, it's a horrible bark as well. No, like, you know that well, dogs only bark if they're frustrated. But they're lonely, they're frustrated, they're cold. All the dogs want to be is at your feet. I Three of mine are whining now because they're in the hall because I'm on the radio. One is at my feet. And the minute I open the door, they're like, you know, it's like torture. Why are you leaving us in the hall, Mammy? Imagine me leaving them at the back. Give us a listen to them whining there. Yeah, they're better off being, <laughs> they're better off being in your bed. I and mean, then, look, it's people's own business if they want the dogs in the bed. Okay, do me a favour, Captain. Stay there. I've got to take a break. Sure. You can keep texting, keep what's happening. The number's 087 uh, Gareth O'Callaghan is hanging around in the studio here with me. We're talking about dogs sleeping in your beds, or not only dogs, by the way, cats. And by the way, is it a deal breaker? 
You know, most women would probably say, if you're not, if you don't want to get used to it, me cat or me dog, well, then it's either, you know, the husbands go, well, it's either me or the dog. They'd probably say to you, well, see you so, pack your bags, off you go. Mm-hmm. It's mad, isn't it, that women would put their dogs before their husbands? I can't comment on that, but uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, I fully agree, leaving a dog out at night time is, is um, it should be an offence. <laughs> we, we should do a double header. Nile and Gareth in the afternoon. Well, 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 actually, let me give you the kudos for the, for the, the names. So Gareth Nile in the afternoon. We'll do it at Christmas. Actually, we did it at Christmas, didn't we? We did, we did do it one we year. We did Christmas Eve yeah, yeah. every year for a few years, all right. Stay there, Captain Woods, by the way, the dog behavioural expert. <laughs> <laughs> let, me go to, let me go to Jer. Jer, you're an Ireland's classic hits. Jer, now, uh, it says on my screen, Jer says the dog belongs outside. I, I think Jer belongs outside. I put Jer outside and see how he likes it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jer. That's, that's a great argument. You know, he's win the argument with someone. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, what I'm saying to you, right? She, she, look at the. Look she, who's she? The cat's mother? That's my mother, would I always no, say. No, Catherine, Catherine, you mean? Catherine, Catherine yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. No, I forgot the name while I was talking. Sorry. That's okay. Go uh, ahead, Jer. The, uh, if you have a dog like a husky in particular, you're not going to do that dog any favour bringing him into a house and letting him sleep in a central heating and environment and put blankets over. They're not designed for that. They're designed to be out in the cold. They're designed to live in cold weather and the freezing. So if we're done, but they're dem- but they're, are they not domesticated? Of course they are. It, does, it doesn't matter. Their body ah, is still of course it their matters. Their body is... Look at the coat for on that dog. I'm, I'm not talking about throwing him out the back and leaving him in a hole in the ground to just look for himself. Put him out the back with shelter and he is fine. Leave him out on someone like that if you want it. The only reason he really wants to come into your house is for company. He doesn't want to come into the house for comfort. He doesn't... Like, you're probably... Cooking your dog, bringing the dog into the house. Captain, like what sort of dogs do you have, Captain? Big dogs in particular. Okay, hang on, hang on, Jer. Jer Captain, what sort okay. of dogs do you have? So I have four Akitas with triple coats. Andy Cullen, yep. who runs Husky Rescue Ireland, and I've been a volunteer for seven years, he will not home a dog that sleeps outside. He will not. But that's dogs that's, social that's, creatures. Again, that's not. an opinion, no. right? That's, okay. that's an opinion. No, no, Look, no, if you no, have an Akita, you know you're Let her respond. It is the opinion of every rescue in the centre they will not home outdoor dogs because dogs are social creatures and they want to be with their owners. Yeah, no rescue that, will that, home That is the point. Dogs. I agree with you on that. That is the point I made, that dogs only want to come into your house because they want company. But for comfort, they're coming into a warm house with central heating. But is that not part of it, the company? So they, a lot of dogs will sleep at your feet, you know, they, because they love knowing you're there. Yeah, my four, my four Akitas, as I said, with triple coats and literally hoovering up and brushing I, them. I know the dog, yeah, they're lovely, beautiful, beautiful they dogs. They in front of my coal fire and I have my central heating on and they love it. Is she, ru- is she ruining those dogs, Jerry, in your opinion? Well, can I just <laughs> ask you, have you, got, have you got a big garden or a place to let them go run out the back? No, no, I walk them three times a day. But if you send them out the back garden together on their own, will they stay out there happily enough with, them, with their no, own company? No, no. They claw at the back door to come in. They go out at night to have a pee and I watch them because of the dog napping, even yeah, though no one's going to take my dogs. And they come straight back in and they want to just go back into their beds. But, you know, it's not, it's not right to leave your dogs at the back. All but the I don't agree with you. Home. I think if you, have a good, if you have a good kennel and you have good shelter for your dog, they're happy enough out okay. the back garden. Jared, just, well. Jared, just finally, what do you think of people who have their dogs in their beds? Oh no, that's a no. That's unhygienic. It's unhygienic. No, it's just unhygienic. That's it. Like yeah. Yeah, but but none of you clean. The dogs are quite clean. Most dogs are quite clean. You see, again, with, with the smaller with the smaller dogs, they're house dogs, and they're in around your house and all that. Not so bad. But when you have the dogs that, like you say, out in the fields, they're running around the place, come back into the house. It's kind of like no, that's a no for me anyway.
Yeah, sorry, Catherine. All dogs are house dogs. All dogs are house dogs. I've seen firsthand. We have three or four dogs in the Husky Rescue at the moment. One dog's bill is going to be something like five thousand euro. She's riddled with arthritis. She's never been brought into the house. She's there. Two, two or three of these dogs are Akitas, riddled with arthritis, bone problems. Absolutely, some of them can't even walk. Some of them have growths on them. They've never even had human interaction. These dogs have been garden ornaments. That is wrong, and Husky Rescue will lead the way when we start the petition, and we will ban uh, leaving dogs at the back, and that will go a long way okay. to changing our abysmal animal laws. Thanks, Chair. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks very much indeed. Um, Gareth O'Callaghan, we are so looking forward to you. So many messages, by yep. the way, from people. Thank you. But I do have a message here that I wanted to play just before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you might recognise this voice, actually. I, I kind of recognise it. Hi, guys. Uh, Paula here, Gareth's wife. Just wanted to say I'm so, so proud of him. Um so excited for a Saturday morning, 10 to 2. Um, David, Emma and Finn are here with, with us, or with me, I should say, listening. And we're just so, so proud of you. I love you, babe. And I'll see you later. There you go. I wow. love you, babe. And I'll thank see you. you later. Thank you. Thank so you. There's, there's your wife, Paula. She's so proud of you. And we're proud. all very proud of you, And Garrett. thank you to Paula because for all she has done over the last three and a half years since this thing manifested itself. She has been a wonderful... Oh, I, I have wonderful. watched I have watched the sidelines yeah. and certainly she has been such a great support to you. Yeah. An amazing support, without which we don't know where you'd be. But Fair look, I, and, and I never thought I would see you back in the studio again. I never thought I'd hear you back on the radio again. I thought that was it, Gareth. I think we all did. Mm. And I'm so happy that you're in a position and you're fit enough to be here and Thank talking you. to us and your voice still sounds as wonderful as the day I heard you talking to that poor man uh, doing the, the faint phone call <laughs> on 2FM. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Gareth Callahan, thank you very much. Oh, Gareth Callahan is back on 10 o'clock on Saturday morning on Can't Ireland's wait. Classic Hits. 10 to God knows what time. He'll stay here all day if you entertain him, all right? So 10 o'clock on Ireland's Classic Hits, the Gareth Callahan Show, Saturday morning. <laughs> Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.